Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. Hey guys, wanted to throw an episode of the Patreon your way. This aired about two months ago on the One Hit Thunder Patreon. It was a tie-in to the Funk That episode that we released where Chris and I started to talk about some of our favorite Beavis and Butthead music video moments. Every Friday morning, we drop a Patreon bonus episode similar to this. If you'd love to hear more of it, it's just $5 a month over at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast. We also release episodes early. You can vote on songs that we'll discuss on future episodes, and you can even record an outro if you're up for it. So definitely check out the Patreon page if that sounds interesting to you. And in the meantime, enjoy this little bonus episode. All right, Chris, the Patreon earlier voted for us to talk about Funk That by Saget. And I mean... The only way that anybody knows the song is Beavis and Butthead, right? That has to be the only way. <laughs> you know, I think that I had heard the song when it was out. I had seen it on MTV. Really? I don't know where. I I knew, I'm 99% sure I knew this song before Beavis and Butthead. But you're right. The Beavis and Butthead commentary with Beavis, you know, they're making their own funk dats. 
uh, you know, I, that was a very memorable Beavis and Butthead music video moment. So I want to talk about some of our other favorite Beavis and Butthead music video moments. And it can be either just like there's one or two that I just think, oh, that was a really funny riff. And then there's other ones where I just think the entire music video is an iconic Beavis and Butthead moment. So I'm, I'm curious, what are some of the ones that locked in your brain? And also just side note, if y'all don't have Paramount Plus, um, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but Paramount Plus is going to be releasing the entire series of Beavis and Butthead for the first time with all of the music video segments intact with wow. the cartoons. Even the DVDs didn't come with those. Wow. So that's a, you know, it's worth the four ninety nine or whatever it costs for Paramount Plus for that. I mean, at the time I used to tape every episode of Beavis and Butthead and I would tape them and I'd be watching them while I taped them and I would edit the commercials out by pausing the recording. Oh God, those were the days. Yeah. And <laughs> I loved it. I would watch them over and over and over. Matt, do you remember on VHS tapes, there were like different qualities. Like you could get six hours onto a VHS tape. But it'd be a little bit crappier. Yeah. yeah. But if it did two hours, it was nice. And the my, all my Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy tapes, they were nice. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I cared way more about quality than uh, quantity than quality on my end. So they were all really? they were all two hour VHS tapes in the Kelly household or six hour tapes wow. in the Kelly household. Wow, I don't know. Those got pretty crummy quality. But yeah. anyway, uh, at the time, I felt like I was waiting for the music videos to be over a lot of the time. Oh, see, I was the opposite. I hated the cartoons. I wanted what? the music videos. Now I think that those cartoons are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, they're they're unbelievable. But as a kid. I just wanted to hear them make fun of the music videos. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, what, the reason I brought that up is I, I say that because now I'm like, wow, I found out about a lot of music because of Beavis and Butthead, obviously. But, um, and also I did think some of that stuff was funny. I think it was just more the, they recycled a lot of the animation and they oh, yeah. did a lot of the same stuff. And sometimes it, I didn't think it was that funny. And I was like waiting for the cartoon to start again. But as far as memorable things, I mean, man, I, I do have to thank Beavis and Butthead for exposing me to so many bands I loved. I mean, I sound like a broken record talking about Ween on here, but that's where I first saw Push the Little Daisies and loved it. And it's funny because Beavis and Butthead made fun of Push the Little Daisies kind of. But yeah. then on later episodes, they would be like, Ween rules. So they, they, they really liked Ween in later episodes. So I'm not sure if you know, and I could have this wrong, Ladies and gentlemen of One Hit Thunder's Patreon, I am mostly pulling stories out of my ass that I heard 10, 15 years ago and and think are accurate. But I believe I heard that Mike Judge also was not the biggest fan of doing the music video segments. Mm -hmm. So he would show up and it would basically be like he would sit down and they'd be like, all right, we got 30 videos for you to do today. Mm -hmm. And he would sit down and they'd play him the video once. <laughs> And then he would just say, all right, play it again and hit record. And he would just improvise everything wow. right there on the spot based on like what he had just watched, like pulling his memory banks of the video as fresh as it was. But I think in those days you could like he had to I think he had to find that weird balance where it's like he had to he I feel like he tried to find that balance of like Mike Judge likes this, so he wants to support it. But would Beavis and Butthead like this? Right. So like you'd have to find that weird balance of being like, oh, they probably hate this. So like, well, question, question. <laughs> um, I never thought about this before. Did Mike Judge do both voices? Yeah, 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. How did I never until right now think he about that? is every voice on that show. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This was like a one man show essentially. I'm sure like the women voices weren't him, but he was, he was Beavis Butthead, their neighbor, who's basically Hank Hill. He was their hippie teacher and he was uh, their principal. Wow. Was he the coach? The- yes. He was the coach too. Yeah. Dude. Mike Judge is a genius. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was a genius. I mean, all the, you know, the movies, everything, obviously, but I never thought about the fact that he was Beavis and Butthead. He, one guy, I, I might be the last person on earth who ever like had that click, <laughs> but that's click that just clicked for me. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. That's- literally, literally this is the cast list for Beavis and Butthead. It says Mike Judge, Beavis, Butthead, Coach Buzz, Cut, Principal McVicker, uh, Mr. Van Drazen, Tom Anderson, and multiple others. Wow. And then just the one woman did the voice of Daria, and Adam Welsh did the voice of Stuart. But he did every other voice besides those two characters. Wow. <laughs> Damn, dude. Okay. that That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about... But Mike Judge rules is is the short version of that. He's awesome. But as far as memorable Beavis and Butthead video commentaries, I don't know. You might have to refresh my mind on these. Yeah, I haven't seen these in forever. So the the one that has has lived rent free in my brain since I saw it as a kid, and it's not even that famous of a song, is um, MC Nine Hundred Foot Jesus. If I only had a brain. If I only had a brain, and the entire commentary is just Beavis singing the bass line just yeah. going bump ba-dum, ba-dum, yeah. and butthead's trying to do commentary and getting frustrated at beavis and he keeps like slapping him to try to make him stop but he just keeps singing the bass line louder and louder and louder every wow, time wow i do remember that that's crazy <laughs> i mean what's crazy is probably every one of these that you remember i'm gonna remember once you say it because like i said dude I taped these and watched them over and over and over. I can't believe how much I watched these. Yeah. There was, so I went through a little bit of a, someone uploaded a ton of them onto YouTube. There was like a YouTube playlist. It was like 200 Beavis and Butthead music video commentaries. And I remember probably almost a decade ago now, it was a while ago, um, but my roommate's girlfriend and I were hanging out because my roommate was bowling and she lived with us. And uh, we were like, you know what? Let's just put on this compilation and just watch this. So like, we like ordered food and just had like these Beavis and Butthead music videos playing. But the one that, for whatever reason, I I it was like an Our Lady Peace song, and it wasn't a popular one. It was off their like debut album, so it was an obscure ass song. But it pans over this like <laughs> this like mountain range, like this like desert mountain range type landscape that was like in a ton of music videos and uh Beavis and Butthead are talking about how they're like god every grunge video is shot in this place and uh but it's like we should organize a tour <laughs> and then it's like for half the video he's doing his impression of a tour guide giving a tour of these grunge mountains and he's like over there you see a flock of pearl jams and if we're real quiet we might luck out and see an Alice in Chains pop out <laughs> like, but it was like for whatever reason that riff like destroyed both of us when we were watching it for the first time. Oh man. But that's, that's like an, I feel like some videos got multiple plays Mm -hmm. if judge was happy enough with it. And then other ones, like I think that one got played like one time on one episode and 
right. never again. Um, the the Christmas episode, Beavis and Butthead do Christmas is my personal favorite Beavis and Butthead anything. I, I love that special. Uh, but they do the video for what uh, is that you Santa Claus is performed by Buster Poindexter. Oh, I don't and remember that. If you the line that my brother and I would quote is like Buster Poindexter, if you're familiar with him, has huge nostrils. Okay. <laughs> and the one comment Butthead goes is like, I bet that dude could pick his nose with his big toe. And like <laughs> my brother and I, when we were kids, thought that was the funniest shit we'd ever heard anybody say. <laughs> I remember laughing hysterically. Now this isn't a music video thing, but the first time I saw the one where Beavis and Butthead weren't allowed to laugh anymore. Oh my in god, class. it's the best and, with, the, with the teacher. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about the penis, <laughs> and you just see them like wanting to explode, like when they run outside to get all the laughs out. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's first of all, it was so incredibly funny the episode, but also that same exact thing when you're a kid and you're in class and you can't laugh and you're trying not to laugh is the funniest thing ever yeah it's something that's not that funny becomes 10 times funnier oh when you're not supposed to laugh about it that's so I, that was you know some of my favorite <laughs> memories of growing up or just like try like beat red in the face like looking down try yeah. not to laugh yeah you're trying to break eye contact with whatever's making you laugh yep. but like you know what's going on so it's still making you laugh yep. uh the other kind of fairly famous video um and the story behind it's funny is at a certain point in the run of Beavis and Butthead, they got in so much trouble that Beavis was no longer allowed to say the word fire. Um, They they had to stop saying fire. And right when that happened, uh, one of the videos that they had them do was Wax California, which is just Uh a video of a guy running in slow motion while on fire. Right. And the whole video is like, I'm pretty sure that entire video's commentary is Beavis like losing his mind, but not legally allowed to say what's so cool about the video. <laughs> so it's like, it's definitely Mike Judge just like owning how stupid it was. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But that one, I'm trying to think if there's any other like really classic ones that jump to my mind. I, I think that the, the, I talked about it when we did an episode on it, but the Hum Stars one is really, really funny to me which is that they just think the song's over on that opening note. And they're like, Oh, that was short. And they yeah. just changed channels. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. But yeah. I mean the, the DVDs, cause I bought the DVDs. There was like the Mike judge collection. It was like three volumes and it was basically all of the classic shorts. And then you'd get like 10 music videos on them. Like that was it. And it was usually not like, like when you watch them, you're like, okay, so these were like artists who were willing to take any, any paycheck for their song from 20 years ago. Like you, you weren't getting like a white zombie video or like a Weezer video. You were definitely getting MC 900 foot Jesus and wax. And like mm-hmm. those kind of barely a one hit wonder type bands. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ween actually is on one of those, but yeah, it, it was definitely the, the artists who were like, you'll give me some money for a song that I wrote 30 years ago that no one's thought about. Right. Fuck yeah. Let's yeah. let's do this. Hey, you know what? I don't remember what they're riffing on it was, but do you remember? I believe this is on Beavis and Butthead. Do you remember that really weird song that was almost like spoken word and it went, people are still having sex. Yes. Do you remember that song? Uh, what is that song? We got to do a one hit. We got to do one hit thunder on that song. We got to figure out what that song is. That first. is such a weird song. Did you ever watch 
this actually, I, I dug some of this up out of curiosity, and it's actually really funny. Um, when MTV brought Beavis and Butthead back maybe 10 years ago, did you watch any of it? Uh-uh. So they brought Beavis and Butthead back, and one of the things that they did was instead of commenting on music videos, because uh, music the videos, shows. they were commenting on like scenes, like classic Jersey Shore scenes and teen mom scenes. Uh-huh. And I remember the... The one was like this clip from Teen Mom. <laughs> and like in the clip, she's like, I don't know, man. Billy's not even looking for a job. And then it like cuts to like Billy staring out the window. And Beavis is like, yeah, he is. Look, he's looking for a job right now. <laughs> like, and like it was just stupid, stupid lines like that. Them watching like mike the situation give himself a concussion on the jersey shore and them just being like these guys are dumber than us <laughs> like it was kind of that was like the vibe that they went with was like the people that we're putting on tv are dumber than these two animated characters so it was like let's have them watch the dumbest people alive and then feel intellectually superior to them instead yeah mike judge predicted a lot of stuff between beavis and butthead and idiocracy i will mm. tell you what and uh <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe in recent years, I hadn't watched Beavis and Butthead in a long time. I couldn't believe how funny it still was. I also really need to do, I think it's on Hulu. I haven't really watched King of the Hill for decades. And I'm told from so many people, it's like, oh, rewatch it in your 30s. And it's like a totally different show in your mind. Really? You know, I didn't watch that show religiously or anything. If it was on, I just caught little bits and pieces of it. I never sat down and like was really paying attention to it, but it's actually, it's good. I mean, I can imagine it's probably good, right? Yeah. I've heard, I haven't watched it yet, but a a bunch of people have said that. And I'm like, I see, I mean, I feel like it's one of the, it's one of those shows that I see people post memes of constantly. Yeah. And every time I read the meme, I chuckle. So I guess it's still got that Mike Judge wit to it. But yeah, why wouldn't it be good? Has he done anything that hasn't been good? I don't think so. I mean, Office Space, Idiocracy, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Extraction was pretty, Extract was actually pretty good. That one that he did with um, Jason Bateman and uh, Ben Affleck, where he like works at that shitty job. It wasn't a big hit, but it's, it's quite good. Huh. It's almost like a it's like a spiritual sequel to Office Space in a lot of ways. Wow. Um, let me see. I'm gonna just look at his his filmography real quick. Uh, obviously, you gotta scroll past all the shorts that he did. Um, yeah, Beavis and Butthead do America, Office Space, Idiocracy, Extract, and now he's got Beavis and Butthead do the Universe that's coming out very soon. And then TV wise, it was Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill. I don't know what the Good Family was, but then Silicon Valley, like. Just wow. straight hits. <laughs> Nothing but hits. He didn't do Daria? No. No. Uh, the guy who created the character of Daria took over the show Daria when they yeah. spun that off. Um, which, I mean, you know, you don't got to ask me to talk about Daria. I love talking about Daria. I, I didn't even really watch but Daria. I just thought. Daria, Daria is a brilliant show in a very different way. Like, whereas Beavis and Butthead is just really funny and really stupid, Daria is like, hits some incredible emotional beats for an animated show. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, funk that, man. Yeah, funk that. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. 
Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. <laughs> Hi, this is Paul Phelps. And this is Monica Strutt. And we're from the Daily Music Business Podcast. We're joined by a number of other really great hosts in creating daily content with great advice for independent musicians just like you. That's right. We put out episodes daily on all topics from music marketing to branding, advice on signing with a manager and label and anything else you need to up-level the business side of your music career. We've got it covered. Subscribe to the Daily Music Business Podcast today on your favorite podcast catcher. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.